Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, where we are dedicated to effective thinking for potent exercise. Our goal is to inspire self-led fitness and wellness with the principles of critical thinking, exercise science, respecting science, and how to think outside of the box of pop fitness culture. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast network. I believe that if we can look at the undertones of fitness and wellness, not only what we see on commercials, memes, or even in pre-written programs, that we can gain a true physical education and be successful with our health and fitness goals for the long term. Please support this podcast by signing up for the newsletter at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com and please it's just a it's it's also a huge help to share this with your friends, your family who are ready to upgrade their exercise and maybe even share what you found helpful on an iTunes review. This would allow us to reach more people and continue to share this incredibly wealthy information. We also want to make sure that you join our newsletter because we offer a deep dive into unique ways on viewing muscles, strength, and portals to view the body and respect the body in a new way. Learning and enjoying the process is a buzzy term And we take learning seriously and want to take our listeners on that journey with us and through us. So make sure you extend your experience by clicking on the links in the show notes or just head on over to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. Okay, guys, uh, this is being recorded in mid-December and I think it's just important to say that we are entering a brand new year with a whole brand new lens um, into 2020. And I think that is a blessing, even though the year of 2020 has been just like an unprecedented amount of loss and pain that we can really, I I still believe that our, our ability to be human, feel pain, and alchemize is one of our greatest gifts. And this is such a like a deep, deep uh, topic for me, which is wellness and being um, more than, you know, just healthy by the medical conventional medical standards, but I'm referring to wellness. And like I said, 2020 was an onslaught. You know, there's nothing like a pandemic to like set the whole world on a new view of like our lifestyle and our values. So I'm really honored. I'm really touched that you're here because that means you're invested in these kinds of uh, thoughts and reflections and you're interested in moving forward and staying healthy and fit. So like kudos to you. Thank you so much for being here. I have a really special guest today, Dr. Lola Caps, 
And she is a neighbor. She's a friend. Um, she's a tire flipping chiropractor as well. <laughs> um, and to kick this off, I also um, want to let you guys know that we are part of a wonderful group of providers in the Alexandria Del Rey neighborhood uh, called the Wellness District of Del Rey. And even though we are location-based, I think it's a beautiful thing that we can talk about wellness in the collective sense and that we can all learn greatly and appreciate these um, the foundation of feeling good and moving well and being healthy, which is wellness. So before we get started, let's have Dr. Lola introduce herself and then we'll start with like our, our what wellness means to us. Okay, so hi there, I'm Dr. Lola Capps. Um, and I just want to say thank you for having me on today. It's a great way to spend a rainy, um, I guess, what's day Monday. So yeah, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so uh, I'm owner of Chrysalis Chiropractic, along with my husband, uh, Dr. David Caps, and we are both chiropractors. We, um, you know, we see lots of patients um, that come into us because typically they've got some sort of pain or discomfort, something that they want to really change and, um, you know, symptom that they want to get rid of. And then after a bit, they kind of start to notice that things, other things change. So, you know, someone might not have come in because they want to sleep better, but after getting adjusted a few times and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm having the best sleep of my life. Like, is this normal? And we're like, well, yeah, yeah, it's normal. Um, that's what happens when your spine's aligned and all the connections are working the way that they're supposed to. Everything kind of comes together and starts working, you know, the way that it's meant to work. So that's um, a little bit about the chiropractic part of the office. We also, I focus on nutrition with my patients, um, help people to figure out what areas are not functioning at 100% and then get them on a good supplement program as well as eating program. And then we also have massage therapy and acupuncture as well in the office. Um, the, yeah, the, that, that's, I guess that's who I am. <laughs> I've been in the Delray neighborhood for, gosh, it's almost 18 years now. 2003 was when we opened up the practice. So wow. it feels like, feels like just yesterday, but yet at the same time, um, I'm like just astounded that like we've been there for that long. It's, it's great to see the community grow. Um, it's great to see all the new businesses that have come over the years. Uh, when we started out, I can remember um, my father-in-law was not very excited at the area that I had picked. And um, he just, he was like, that, I don't think that's a safe area for you to go and, you know, practice. Are there enough people there? Are there this and that? And I was like, no, 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 it'll be great. It'll be awesome. And I can say that one of the first groups of people that I met, I had gone with my mother-in-law and I was kind of showing her the neighborhood. And we went into one of the coffee shops that is right there on the Avenue and, um, which is St. Elmo's St. Elmo's has been there forever. And right away there, I saw there was a group of people 
and they were looking at, um, they were kind of at a group table and they were looking at these big like ads and stuff. And it was the first collective marketing effort that the Delray Business Association, which at the time was the Potomac West Business Association. And um, it was their first thing that they were doing for the holidays. And they were looking at doing a big marketing program on buses. They were looking at the ads that the their designer had come up with. And I don't even know how it happened if I said something to them or they said something to me, but we ended up talking and they were like, oh my gosh, you're opening a business here. You're going to be our very first chiropractic office in the neighborhood. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's exciting. And then from there, they were like, you know, come to our meeting, come, um, we have our holiday celebration coming up this weekend, come to that. And like right away, they were welcoming me into the community, which was just great. And I was like, see, told my father-in-law, I found the right place. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, And then, you know, for reference, guys, we live really close to a big city, but our little neighborhood, Delray, certainly doesn't feel like it. It has a lot of pride in Main Street, which is the Mm -hmm. avenue or Mount Vernon Avenue. It has a lot of history uh, attached to it as well. But recently, it really has grown to be a wellness place, a center of for people to go. So you can, I mean, there's just so, we're going to get into that for sure about like the, just the diversity in our group and the Delray Business Association. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's just amazing. Even though my business is two miles away from Delray, um, and people have welcomed me with open arms because they they can tell that I'm invested in the community and that I'm um, really proud to help people in whatever way we can. And that really, that, that means like having a network and that means having a trust in the network. And so I'm, I'm, always like just blown away by the community aspect of Delray. So yay, uh, retweet. Um, so what I wanted to say is that, um, you know, the, it's, I think the next phase of doing business in wellness is not so much in a vertical hierarchy of like, you go to this doctor for that. You go to this practitioner for that. I believe we're going to be seeing a much more horizontal application of wellness where people are creating their own ecosystem and having multiple practitioners that can potentially work together. And all of us, I think most wellness practitioners, whether you're an acupuncturist or like myself, a muscle activation technique specialist, or even a personal trainer, there is always this wish in the back of our head that we could work together really well with other folks and be able to support one another. And I am, by doing this podcast and actively participating with the wellness district, is to actualize that. Like, I I really believe that, that 
we can we can make that work and that we can create what I would call like a wellness ecosystem for each and every one of our you know members and uh, the patients and clients that we serve. So do you have anything to add to that before we get to wellness as a thing? Well, when, when you were saying that, it actually made me think of, um, there's a spinoff show from Grey's Anatomy. And I believe the name of the show is called The Practice. And this was like, gosh, I guess late 2000s, I guess the show was out. And I just thought it was the coolest thing because they had Grey's Anatomy, which is very medical oriented in, in the hospital, right? And then there were this, this spinoff show where they went and they had this collective unit and they were in one practice together and they had, you know, someone who did acupuncture, someone who did some other kind of, you know, medicine or whatever, um, someone who did mental health therapy. And I was just amazed at the show. I was like, that is the coolest concept ever. Like, that's how it should be. Like, there should be all these people like helping this one person because, you know, it's like, it's never one thing that helps somebody to be healthy or to get better. Better. It's always a collective unit and um, different philosophies, different thinkings, different, um, you know, ways of taking care of your body that really makes a person much more healthier over the long term than, you know, kind of like, okay, today we're only going to work on our mental health and we're going to do that for five days and then we're going to switch over to something else. So forget about that because now we're doing this and like that doesn't really work very well. Mm-hmm. So that's all I wanted to add. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. That That's, um, I, I love it because, um, one, I haven't seen that show really either of them. And it's, um, you know, it's just another piece of evidence that like other people think this way and that it's possible because I'm just seeing so many, so much fear and so much mm, loneliness and isolation mm-hmm. in today's climate. So I am not only trying to create something into a reality, I feel like sometimes we are, you know, it's an uphill battle. It certainly is as just being a business owner in most situations, but like it even more so when we're, um, you know, dealing with an environment riddled in fear and isolation and, you know, speaking of, so I got to start out with some bad news about the collective because we're not healthy, like not just not our wellness district collective as a nation, we are not healthy. (laughs) So I found some numbers that are really depressing. I'm going to say it with a smile for, for a minute (laughs) because it's really bad. All right. So, um, okay. The chemotherapy business as a whole is a $400 billion industry. By itself, a year. Wow. wow, wow, yeah. Okay, not the not. I'm not poo pooing on chemotherapy. I'm just saying, as an industry, that's freaking crazy. Okay. Um, just to give us an idea of you know what what we're kind of you know looking at and trying to change collectively. Um, and the other, I have two more things. One, the U.S. is reporting 20% of all global deaths in the pandemic. I thought that was, uh, that blew my mind a little bit. And I don't think, you know, besides like the social distancing and all of that stuff, I think it just 
it also is speaking to um, our country being vulnerable, um, you know, metabolically, period. Um, even if we just take out the vitamin D conversation, the mask conversation, sorry, it's the vitamin D is part of that conversation is what I'm saying. Not like, and having, you know, uh, children with autoimmune conditions, like these things are a huge, huge liability. And I think that is evident, that is proof of these metabolic is like issues being and comorbidities being a huge liability. So, yeah, I yeah. agree with you on that. Um, and I also think that, that those, th well, not, I think, I know that mm -hmm. those things, um, they are typically things that you can manage and that you can actually work to make them better. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. the, um, the metabolic stuff that you're talking about, some of the autoimmune things, you know, I, and I, don't want to get into, I guess, a debate about like the autoimmune stuff, but the sometimes that they're just triggered by other things that are happening in your environment. So if you, you know, maybe you are, you know, somebody in your family has something and maybe you are more susceptible to um, having an autoimmune disease or cancer, you know, you've got people in your family that have that, but what is your environment that you're in? What are you doing for your environment to make it better so that you're not triggering some of these things to happen so that overall you can be um, a healthier person, which I think is because you were going to mention like, what is wellness? What is, mm -hmm. how do we define that? Right? Mm, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, no, exactly. We're, we're staying on track. I'm really proud of us. Um, <laughs> so the other, the last, the last figure is even more depressing than the first one. Um, the, <laughs> The amount that we spend managing disease in this country is uh, $3.7 trillion on disease management. So that that is that is autoimmune conditions, that is diabetes, that is the comorbidities that still are, are a liability for this the global pandemic. So <laughs> um, and the only the real reason I wanted to bring that up is because collectively or we are not healthy, but in, in response to that, it is even more important to have collective wellness, which is what this episode is about. And I think one of the, one of the things is that, um, wellness, um, so I have a definition of wellness and then I have like three defining factors of how I would like teach it to someone that has never really thought about it or heard this term. So audience, you know, if you've, you know, if you have your own definition, I'd just say, be open to like the nuances that I'm, I want to introduce to you. Um, you know, so wellness, a good definition. And like, I would say even like a textbook, like in a traditional ancient medicine textbook, it would be not just staying disease free is it, it, that's one step beyond right wellness is keeping is not just keeping our organs functioning which is what the conventional medicine paradigm is good at is keeping our organs on pretty much just working <laughs> and then um but it's also like scientific guidance on keeping our cells healthy and, and, and growing 
a fertile ecosystem for our body to thrive. So for me, it's definitely just beyond a, a couple good nights sleep and like not having a heart attack. That's, that's the baseline, right? Like, and then beyond that, it is keeping, how do we keep ourselves healthy? How do we keep the healthy ones? How do we maintain and maintain? I said this in the last, the hundredth episode, maintaining isn't a sexy word, but I tell you, I think it is one, if you can anchor yourself into a system of maintenance and keeping the cells healthy as we age, as we are exposed to environmental stresses and just stress in general, then I think you are an extraordinary and high-performing human. So, so the three things that I would put into wellness as a, as a, as a system, as a philosophy for my life. So I'm, I'm really speaking about myself here and that it's a, I have a belief that humans have an extraordinary healing capacity and regeneration, regenerative ability. And I believe it's really important to understand that because we've really been conditioned otherwise. And that wellness is also a skill. I think it's a skill. And I think it's a skill of leveraging emotions and listening to the body and instilling a habit system, like being, uh, you know, ha just having strong systems around like your water intake, your sleep, your doing too many podcasts. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, I'm talking about me, guys. Um, and then also the big factor, which is about this episode today, is the community and embracing one another um, in as a resource for wellness, but like the social, we are social animals and, or mammals, and like understanding that and your need for social belonging is, I think, one of the keys to like full on wellness. Okay. And I'm done. What's your take? I, I like your definition. Um, <laughs> I think that that's, um, you know, a great way to look at it. I think that, um, you know, over the years, I think it's interesting because I do think that there is this overall shift mm -hmm. in how people are looking at wellness and looking at aging, especially with that and how things kind of fit together. Um, Time Magazine did, gosh, I don't even know how many years back that they did it, but they did a thing on centenarians. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, the people that live to 100 plus. And they focused in on, um, was it Okinawa? There was a small island in Japan. And then oh, there sure. was another um, place in like the Mal Maldives, Maldives, however you say that as well, um, where these people that lived to be you know, they, they were active. So they didn't just live, they were active. They, um, you know, were not on medicines. They were not overweight. They exercised still. They sometimes even worked. Um, it might not be work in the sense that we, as I think Americans maybe think of work, like, you know, every day, like you're going in and working like eight to 10 hours, you know, at the desk or doing whatever, but that they, worked within their community. Um, and things that they talked about, they tried to say like, you know, what was it that they saw in all these different groups that 
allowed them to live such healthy, you know, long lives. And a big one was what you had just said was the um, social interaction, the um, being able to depend on others within their community. Um, And then also too, not being, you didn't say it directly, but the stress, the stress level that we kind of, as Americans, like we're like, go, 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 go. Um, that they don't do that. They take time to enjoy the things that they're doing each day. They take time to enjoy being with others. They take time to enjoy the foods that they're eating. They take time out for, you know, things like um, spiritual things, prayer and meditation and stuff like that. So I think that my point of this is that I think this, the concept, the thought is out there, but here, and I don't know what the reason is. I, it's just, we don't seem to have latched onto that yet. Like we're really, we talk about it in small groups. Like, you know, like we're talking about it right now. We're talking about this collective group with our um, wellness community here in Alexandria. But overall, I think people are still um, not ready to let go of that typical allopathic kind of, you know, well, I'm not sick. I don't need to go to the doctors. Like I'm fine. Um, and then they, they, they're like, you know, I'm healthy. I'm like, whatever. But yet they're, you know, taking aspirin every day because they've got some sort of aches and pains. They're eating junk food. They're drinking sodas. They're smoking, um, stuff like that. So I do think that we're, I think that we're in like a changing point with it. I feel like I'm hoping that that will be one of these positive things that will potentially come out of the pandemic and where we are right now, that people will really look and see, you know, some of the things that are important to them and what's not important to them. Like, you know, do you have to, you know, work, work, work so hard every single day? Can you, you know, take time out for your family, which people now are being forced to be with their family, right? Um, can you, you know, not have to drive back and forth to work and like, so you actually have, you know, free time. Like, I wonder for some of these people, how much free time do people now realize that they actually have? I know some people are like not using that free time for themselves. They're using that to work more. So, you know, maybe they're not getting the, that free time that they always wanted. I'm not sure, but I'm hoping that we kind of that a lot of us reassess and like see that there are a lot other things out there that can make us well and make us healthy and more rounded individuals. Oh, yes. I have a million things to say about this. Um, (laughs) um, the, one of the things is that back to the centenarian conversation, like the Mediterranean diet, super Mm -hmm. hot. People know it. Um, probably on the Amazon, like bestseller list. Right. Mm -hmm. But they don't talk about how Sicilians rely on each other for that social belongingness, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, that y'all are making, they're making food together. You know, they're, they're relying on one another for the health of the community. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a really good example of uh the bridge that we're at you know like they like they're, it's popular to you know talk about nicely sourced olive oil right and how they you know the you know the mediterranean and the waters there are the wealth of the community and that you know meaning like that's that's the high nutritious food that their body appreciates right 
but then we don't, we're not like bridging it together until like we, it's too late or something, you know? <laughs> so I think that's just like, it just made me think, oh, that's, that's an interesting way to, to see the time that we're in, you know, the best sellers, but then they don't talk about the rest of the wellness, the practices, the, the doings, the commitments, mm-hmm. um, because like you said, you know, now that we see that we have free time, are we just turning in extra work? And I think a lot of people are, but on the, you know, but on the other side of that, it has invited a lot of people to stop looking at work as such a, you know, being so central to their life. Right. I agree with that. Yes. So it's going, yeah. It's baby steps. Yeah. I think we're on a bridge. I I really do. I really, really do. Um, But also like, thank you and thank the listeners because you guys are my community. (laughs) Um, You know, I really, really uh, miss my friends. I, you know, haven't seen my dad in ages. Um, And my brother. Um, so I've, I'm really proud to say that you guys are, you guys are helping me stay healthy in this way. So yay. Even though it's videos and whatnot, it's it. Yeah. Retweet. (laughs) Um, okay. So I think, I think that's a good definition of wellness. Do you, um, feel like what you have to really explain this to people when they, after, you know, their initial like work with you guys at the, at the clinic. And then you say, okay, how do we install the ecosystem? You know? Yes. And, um, so I think one of the things that we really try to do at our office, um, and I think that we do this very well is that I really think that we do a good job at meeting people where they are and where they are on their journey. Um, meaning that, I don't need to, I don't need to have them completely be 100% with my definition of wellness and being healthy in order for us to work together, right? Like if they come in and their goal is to just get rid of the pain that's in their mid back and we go and do that. And then they decide to go on their merry way because they got what they want. That's okay with me. That really like, because I know that later when they have something else, they're going to come back. And each time, there's going to be just a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, So with that, like I can say that we do a good job at educating people on what it is that their body's doing. So we, you know, kind of have little, um, oh, I like to think of as titrations and chemistry. And that just sounds so like uh, nerdy and dorky, but it's like a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, because you don't want to do too many little bits. And then it's like completely changed color um, did you do titrations and chemistry? Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the color <laughs> thing where works really yeah, well. And, yeah. Cause you don't want to get them to the point where they're just overloaded and then they can't take in any of the information from you. Right. So being able to give them a little bit at a time, I think is really important. We do, you know, make sure that we educate them on, um, when they come in of what is chiropractic, like the type of chiropractic that we're offering what the other things are at our office that we may mention to them. And, um, and then from there, we can educate them each time based on questions that they're asking or things that they're, you know, talking about. Uh, does that make sense? Does that kind of? Absolutely. I mean, 
Yeah, I, so I, <laughs> that this is why I need people in my network because like, I don't do that. <laughs> I say, you're either ready for this or you're not. And if you're not, I need to send you someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that's some, okay too, because yeah. you're being very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, what you're doing with the muscle activation technique, like you're being very specific and it's kind of like, if this isn't exactly what you want right now, like me just doing it and doing it for a couple of times, if you're not all in, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can say that that's a little bit more how I am with my nutrition, mm-hmm. the nutrition that I do at the office. I'm much more like, this is what, this is what it is. And this is what it is not. I'm not going to sit here and give you a meal plan and tell you to just go eat these foods. I want this to be part of what you can actually do, right? So I want them to to write their food down for me to look at. I want to know what it is that they're currently eating because I don't want to tell somebody that, you know, is eating or drinking sodas all day long to tell them that they need to stop that. And they need to just only drink water and like kombucha or something, right? Because they might look at me like, you only do what? Hmm. Right. So, but I want them to know that this is a journey and we're going to take those out and then we're going to slowly like add and change stuff in. And if they're not willing to put in that work and listen to the recommendations and start to do them, then that's not going to be a good fit. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. When you get to the step of nutrition, um, I would think you would have to do that or you're like, or you're on the borderline of like behavioral therapy. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. they're not ready to commit, like right. we have and to- And honestly, yeah. that, that I sometimes have like feel as though that I need to go and have um, more training in behavioral therapy or some sort of like, you know, which is great that within our community that I have reached out to some of our, um, you know, mental health therapists that we have and just said, Hey, can I just kind of run this by you? Like, is this a red flag for me? Is this something that they need more care? Um, is this something that you could then help with to help me to help them better nutritionally because of these things? So, so yeah, that is definitely a huge, huge part of it for sure. Oh yeah. No, I think, um, this is a really good entry point to get a little bit more into the, the, the wellness district as, um, you know, we're, you we're we're in the middle of like our 12 days of wellness. This, this episode mm-hmm. won't go until I'm probably going to do it like the first week of January. Um, so I think that was, you know, doing the 12 days of wellness is, is fun for me because I, I really like seeing people's, um, you know, the, that I like to see their work and, you know, the, the, the IGTV videos, I think do a really good job of showing people's personalities and showing, um, you know, their specialty and how diverse the group is. And then on, uh, in September, was that September? Uh, wellness Mm -hmm. month. Yeah. Which was so fun. I, I went to the gong meditations on the Avenue and, uh, Monique, is that her name? She is, she's definitely a, a goddess um, <laughs> walking amongst our avenue. And, <laughs> and I really, I got so much from that and really learned a lot about sound healing for, you know, me, for my body. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, 
what else, um, what are the other goals of the, the wellness district? And um, what do you, do we, you know, do you have any things to say that are coming up in 2021 or are we just, you know, are we going to continue on where we're at now? Um, yeah. So, so what I want to say about the wellness district, what do I want people to know? So mm -hmm. from the perspective of being, you know, not a wellness business, I would say that I wanted, or I wanted, we wanted, this is something like I, I said before of that we were so welcomed, like I was so welcomed into the community, right? When I opened up the office in 2003. Mm -hmm. And over the years, there has, I feel like there's always been more of a wellness kind of appeal to the avenue. Like there were always lots of massage. There was um, some other businesses that are no longer there because the owners and stuff have moved, have gone on to other adventures. But even like some of the things that we used to have a water therapy place, there used to be this place that did these beds that you laid on. So there's been a lot of different types of wellness. And I feel like it's been in a community where people have been really open to it and receptive. And I think that it's kind of been one of those that this kind of, it grew and it morphed into where we were like, we need to have something and somewhere, some space that people can actually look to find these businesses because they're all here and we're kind of doing some stuff together, but how can we kind of make it that it's, um, you know, oh, I need yoga. Like, oh, well, yeah, Del Rey. I need, you know, a therapist like Del Rey. Like when they have a place and they can go and look up and see where these businesses are. It's kind of like going out to eat and you want to go someplace and you've got a group of friends. I know we're not doing that really right now, but <laughs> um, we do get to do that. And, you know, you have one person that really likes Chinese food. You have one person that likes Thai. You have somebody who's got gluten-free. You have somebody who's got this and that and the other thing, right? And you want to find something where there's going to be an option that's going to suit everybody. And I, so I kind of feel like that the wellness district is, it's kind of like that, right? That somebody can go to this place, this actual physical place, um, such as the Avenue, or they can go online and they can look and see a collective group of businesses that are like-minded, they're active in their community, and they have this um, overall sense that they want to get their community um, up to this different level, this different status of just being healthy and, you know, full of wellness, and um, that they can then make a choice. And the other thing is that I know for myself, as well as like you probably do it, and I know other people have said this too, is that there's times where people are asking me, they're like, oh, okay, so I know like you're adjusting my back and I need to work on my core. Can you recommend like some other therapist or a gym that I can work out at or a physical trainer I can work with? And it's like, oh, well, yeah, here. And, and then you can honestly say to them, like, I know what they do. I know what, this is what to expect when you interact with that person. And that's always great to have that kind of, you know, referral. It's, you know, it's more like you're sending somebody to your friend's house versus to the unknown into mm -hmm. this, you know, like big world or whatever. Um, and then on the business side of having this, the wellness district, I just think it's great to have other people to be able to do things with that, like you and I are doing this, like we're doing, you know, the, the podcast, we're doing an interview. You and I have also had other conversations about wellness and about different events and things that are happening. And so it's just nice to have other businesses, other professionals that you're not in competition with because you realize that there's so many people out there 
And there's by no means that you, the one person who's in uh, business or in practice is going to help every single one of them. Um, but that like together, it's like, you just have so much more, um, to offer and you can learn from each other. And I love that we can do a lot of these things like the 12 days of wellness. Could I have done that just for my office? Sure. But I mean, my gosh, how much more work is that for me to do just on my own to come up with like 12 different videos, you know, all to come out right after another. But yet if I like, you know, group up with other people, then we've got, you know, one from here, one from there. And then people get to see other things and hear other voices. So I just think from both sides, from the being the consumer of it, as well as being the business professional, um, that it just works for both groups. So, yeah. And I love that we can, um, I don't know, just have a nice common thread amongst us as just not only neighbors, but like we enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's like that, that alone is really wonderful, um, as a, you know, just for me in general, um, because, you know, no, not everyone understands my commitment to my wellness and my business and <laughs> yeah. it's nice to be felt and understood. So, yay. Um, oh, nice. Uh, I, I feel like we got, we got some really good information out there. Um, how can people support the wellness district? So people can support it by, you know, the simple things, right? The social media type things going on to our Instagram, going on to Facebook, sharing stuff. When you see something you like, share it with someone, uh, comment on things, you know, all that interaction that makes social media the coolness that it is. Mm-hmm. All of that's really helpful. And then, you know, the other thing actually I think is funny is that um, because of social media of how sometimes you'll get something that somebody will hear about someplace else, right? So like you could be chatting with somebody, um, you know, that's in New York and they're like looking for something. You're like, you know, I came across this or whatever. Maybe you should like, they say, check this out or that I know that person or whatever. So um, I can give a short little story of how like uh, ease yoga, Mm -hmm. they, when they opened up, it was so funny to me that I had someone that was coming in and she starts talking about this like cool person that's going to be opening up and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And she's like really good friends with them. And I'm like, do you mean Tara? Like Mm -hmm. from ease. And she's like, yeah, they were like best friends. They lived in Canada. And I'm like, how is that even like a thing? Like that, like came down here or whatever. It just, I just think it's cool the way that all of that works. So, mm-hmm. so I would say that's how people can support it. Social media, just share the stuff, like it, comment, um, ask questions, that kind of thing. So, yeah. What's the handle on Instagram? It is the wellness district Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, I thought uh, the blood drive was really fun because, you know, I gave, I gave out a bunch of my, um, my, my towels <laughs> for oh, my I was business. Like, your blood? <laughs> no, I did. I'm an O positive. So ah. I get, I get phone calls and emails every week. <laughs> wow, um, so popular. Yeah. So pop. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully I don't overcommit myself one of these days. Um, <laughs> You're like, I have no more to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I thought that was fun. Um, and you know, it's, it's another one of those bridges, right? Because people understand 
that giving blood is really important um, yes. for all. And you asked, you know, what mm-hmm. do we have um, for 2021? Mm-hmm. And we actually have a blood drive scheduled every other month starting oh, okay. in, I believe that the first one is in January, but it might be in February. I have them written down, but it's not in front of me. But then it's literally, it's every other month. I think we have five scheduled going forward for 2021. Mm, okay. So good to know. I'm sure I'll get the notifications. Um, <laughs> and, uh, okay, let's, I want to s- switch a little bit to end the, the, the episode. Um, I, I want to ask about like your specific scope in nutrition and like, I understand, you know, a little bit about you and Dave's practice, um, just from being, you know, an enthusiast of healthy cells. Um, but what is, uh, yeah, what's your specific scope in nutrition? So in nutrition, I am trained in nutrition response testing. And Mm -hmm. so that utilizes muscle testing. And if you are familiar with muscle testing, um, it's where you push on a certain part of the body. In this case, we're pushing on the arm and then touching other areas to figure out if something is strong or if it's weak, if it's active, if it's not active. So some people will say that's a little woo, like out there. And um, I have thought that as well. Um, in the past, like it took me forever. I had um, my story with it is that I had had my son and leading up to his birth, there was just some piles that had accumulated of like papers and mailers and different things, right? So then after he was born, I um, I guess he was maybe like a year, two years old. And I had someone that was at the office and he was helping me to go through all of these piles that had accumulated. I mean, and it was just stuff. It was like old, um, you know, seminar notes from things. It was, um, things that I thought were good ideas to like make flyers for the office or handouts or newsletters, just stuff. And I came across a postcard for this training. I had, I think it was four of them, five of them maybe where, and it was, so I guess every time the mail came, I'd be like, Oh, that looks interesting. And I'd set it aside. And so when I was going through it, I just had to laugh. I was like, apparently I really thought that that was like something I wanted to look into. So I was like fate type thing, you know, somebody's telling me something. So I went to a seminar and I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Um, I don't know about this. Uh, It just seems so strange. And, but people would talk about it and how they had such great results and how they were doing so well. And there were people that were utilizing it with their patients and their patients were doing so well. And I was like, all right. So I signed Mm -hmm. up for like another one. And I had gone to three and I was still kind of like, I don't know about this, right? And I had been having stuff going on with myself where I would get a sore throat and I would have a sore throat, like it would come on like that and then it would go away like that. And I was like, this, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I have the sore throat? And it wasn't a sore throat. Like I felt like I was getting sick or I'd been talking too much and my throat hurt. It was just like, all of a sudden, my throat would just be really irritated and sore. It even got to the point where sometimes I would try to drink water and I would feel like the water was choking me, right? So just weird kind of things. And I'm like, I'm so healthy. I'm exercising. Like I'm doing this and that. I eat really well. Um, And 
So I, they, you know, always ask if anybody wants to get tested at it. And so somebody went through and they tested me and they said all these different things and they recommended supplements. And I was like, eh, like, I don't know. So I um, had signed up again for another seminar and I went back and the one person who was the lead instructor had said, the best thing for us to do to test you when you're actively feeling this, when you have mm-hmm. this sore throat or you feel like your throat is closing. So sure enough, I was on my way. I was going down to Florida. I was on the plane and I could feel it starting. And I got off the plane and I called and they were like, okay, perfect. Come on in before the seminar and we'll go through and test you. And it was crazy to me that within like 10 minutes, he'd gone through, he did the protocol, the muscle testing. He um, asked me certain questions about like my habits, things like he didn't know, nothing that he wasn't like gearing himself, but based on the way that my body was presenting to him that he was asking me things about my sleep. He was asking me about, you know, things about my um, day-to-day, like my personality, like, and everything he got was, he's like, well, he's like, do you do this? And I was like, yeah, do you do this? Like one of the big things he was like, so when you lay down to go to sleep, he's like, I bet you fall asleep like that. But then you wake up like four hours later and you're like racing around and you want to do like a bazillion things. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I even had said to him, I was like, you know, there are some days where I was like, so go, go, go that I had to have a glass of wine just to make myself sit down and have the glass of wine and not do anything else. Like, does that make sense? Like, so it wasn't Mm -hmm. even that I really needed the wine, but that purposeful thing of like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this glass of wine. It could have been a cup of hot tea. It could have been whatever that would purposely make me sit there. Cause otherwise I was like, oh, I could do this. I could go do that. So he told me that I had stuff going on with my thyroid. And so every month my thyroid was getting enlarged and it was creating a sore throat. And I was like, huh, it's like, that's really interesting because in one of my last checkups after having my Hmm. son, she had thought that I had an enlarged um, thyroid and I was like all freaked out. My mother has um, had um, half of her thyroid removed Hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this like the precursor of the start? Like what's happening? And um, so he gave me a protocol of supplements and literally, I kid you not, within like 45 minutes of taking um, some of the supplements, my sore throat was like going down. And then after that, I did this regular, um, you know, program of supplements and I didn't have it come back. Like, and I was like, this is crazy because literally this has been going on for well over like a year. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was even funny because I had been going through, it was after that and I had gone through a cabinet and I had all these boxes of tea. Like I had throat coat um, tea mm-hmm. because that's what I would get because my throat hurt. So I was always drinking hot tea or whatever. And so it just, I was like, all right, this is, this is something I don't totally understand it. And I want to do this. And so I went through and got the training. Um, it was a long, um, gosh, three years of training. It was, uh, I had to do it in smaller increments because of having a young child at home. And, um, and then I became certified. And so what I do is I use the muscle testing, look at the different areas of the body and then match up supplements that will help um, those bodies to go through a repair process or a detox process. Like I'll do detoxes with people for metals and chemicals and other things like, um, immune challenges, like parasites and viruses and stuff like that. So, um, it's cool. I really like it. And I think people, um, really respond well 
and um, and I think it it's it's helpful. So, I mean, as someone who does muscle testing for a living, I completely understand <laughs> um, because MAT is built on a foundation of muscle testing, not oh, for yeah. not for autoimmunity or anything like well. And we'll get into that, but, um, <laughs> but, but it is not crazy for, to me yeah. that muscle testing can be done for so many mm-hmm. different things. Like, yeah, it's, it's like this cool process of where you're asking the body a question through muscle testing to get an answer. Yeah. I think I I've thought about this a lot and, um, I think one of the modern, um, the modern failings of, uh, you know, how we're living right now is that we've forgotten how, uh, how much sensory, yeah. How much sensory information goes on through the skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the muscles respond to stretches and that's what a stretch response is, right? It's like that muscle test is like, doesn't quite get the information. It's fizzled down or it's uh, maybe a good word is dampened or like it's dimmed the feed into the muscle, but you're also interacting through the skin. And I don't know. I've just, I've just thought about like, you know, when we think about ancestral health, sustainable meat, um, Mm -hmm. things like that, when we like really try to go back to our basics, um, breath work, you know, cold water, you know, plunging and stuff like that. Um, that, um, we also like kind of forget about the skin, like how like sensory rich that is and like how sensory rich the muscles are and the tendons. Um, because when it's not, when a muscle test isn't responding, it could be if it's, you know, it could be because of, uh, the tendon not being able to respond quick enough. It is in the MAT case. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just doesn't get that information quick enough. Um, or in a, in a efficient amount of time. And, you know, if you're exercising, that can be not good. Um, or, you know, competing, it's not, that's not, uh, ideal. So, yeah, I just think it's, uh, you know, another one of those lost things that we just haven't, you know, we, we just take advantage that we can just cover up our feet when we're cold because we're sensing cold or, you know, the other way around, we can take something off if we're hot. And it's another one of those things like we can, you know, we can disinfect it if we don't, you know, we can over disinfect and, you know, we don't realize that can hurt our, hurt our bi- biome and our internal ecology, right? Um, whew, okay. That, that was a fun little twist and we stayed on topic. That was fun. Good job. <laughs> um, I know when I have a, when I have a, like a friend on and like somebody who like, I really could talk to for a while. I'm, I always make sure to congratulate us for doing that. <laughs> um, so the thing that we should, I'd love to end with is just, you know, what is the, what's, what's the thing that, you know, you would put on a billboard, just like, everybody needs to know that um, it's just, you know, that you're holding on to, that you would tell all your clients, all your patients, all the people in your neighborhood, what would you tell them for wellness? For yeah, just wellness. wellness. Yeah. What do they need to know? Like what, what's in your heart that needs to come out 
and that could help people in this wellness journey. Some of the answers I've gotten over the years, like, you know, that love is like, love is the basis for all, you know, um, some people talk about like mine is, you know, your body's not broken. It's just doing the best that it can. Right. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Um, I think when you first said it, the thing that comes to mind, so I'm going to go with that is, um, to kind of, um, to, to do what you need to do for your body to not worry about what somebody else is doing for their body. It's kind of like that, um, the saying of like, you know, if so-and-so jumps off the bridge, are you going to do that too? That you need to listen to the things that are good for you. Um, and I say this also with the thing that that applies, I feel like to all of the things like, so like food, you know, people will say like, well, this is a healthy food. Yeah, it is a healthy food, but it's not <laughs> a healthy, great food for you yeah. because your body's reacting this way, this way, this way. Um, well, this is a healthy exercise. Yeah, but you can barely bend over right now. So focusing on your core at this moment to do that exercise, not necessary. Mm. Um, so I would say, say that is just kind of listen to your own body and what your body needs and not what others that are around that are saying, not what the, the latest influencer on Instagram has said, not, um, you know, your, your friend or your neighbor or whatever, like taking all the advice, taking all, cause everything's got some sort of, I think, good point to it, but just see it as it fit well with you. So I think that's, yeah. what I say. that's solid. That is solid. Um, especially as we're going into the, like this, the last couple of weeks of 2020, you know, people are like, I need to get my last 10 pounds off. And you know, that's like, because I said so, you know, and they're like worried about like, these like external things, like what their neighbor's doing or what other people think of them. And it's just not sustainable. I think this is a really good invitation to uh, create something really sustainable in 2021, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really hope that you keep sharing all those, um, all the pictures of your sustainable meat and, and, you know, what you guys are doing well at Chris Ellis, like, it's just, you know, it's, it's so important to, um, share that stuff and understand that, you know, people are gonna, um, you know, they're going to be attracted to like the medicine that you provide when they're ready for it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, like that's the, Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. How can people thank find you, you on the, me. yeah, my, oh, absolutely. Um, how can people find you on Instagram or wherever? <laughs> wherever. <web>. Um, <laughs> so chrysaliskiropractic.com is our website. Um, on Facebook, we're Crystalis Chiropractic of Alexandria as well as on um, Instagram, it's Crystal's Chiropractic. So, and that's C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. I don't know why I picked such a hard word. I love the word and what it means, but people don't run around spelling chrysalis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it like seeing like your pictures of like the flowers and um, having seeds, you know, like you, you, you have this like, beautiful relationship to 
growth and um, nurturing, right? And I think chrysalis is a great way to, you know, a great name to embody for that. Yeah, I love the name and I love the word. And <laughs> I made the mistake when I first um, chose it and I said, you know, it's like chrysanthemum. And they looked at me like, you want me to spell chrysalis just like chrysanthemum? I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, let me just spell it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Wellness District Delray on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook, yeah. yeah. And Visit uh, Delray would be the website to go visit to. Visit Delray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, um, yeah, so- if you guys are in need of wellness leadership, that's where it is. Cause I I'm really feeling good about 2021 and being in a collective of, uh, such warm and brilliant people like you. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Oh gosh, thank you guys so much for joining us for that conversation with Dr. Lola Caps, the Wellness District of Delray and of uh, Delray Business Association. It's an honor to share these stories, share these interviews. I'm very proud of the work and the community that I'm in. So I invite you to join us on Facebook, Instagram at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast. We are collecting quite a crowd on Facebook, so I will be going live there about once a week. And you can catch me on my business brand on Instagram, where I also go live at least once a week, Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And I love sharing things about strength training and wellness there as well. Please head on over to extend your experience at the Think Fit Be Fit podcast newsletter. And our website is thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. I so appreciate you and your messages and reviews and just the time that you spend here because this ripple effect and being a part of wellness in a collective way is very touching and lovely. So thank you for being here. Have a wonderful day and happy new year.